Part 1 Chapter 3 The Inn He didn't quite remember how he got to his strategic position, but he was at his usual table in the back corner of the inn's tavern, surveying the crowd over several empty mugs of beer. He tried hard not to hear the visiting bard from Brayside, though it was at least a change from the local minstrel Tomani, the baker's girl, who actually sat at Nurm's table just then. I was trying to make a connection before the show, find out what it's like to be a traveling minstrel. He wanted some alone time in the prep room, said I could join him after his set later on, so I thought I'd grab this sweet loaf here from Pop's shop, though he might... Kid, Nurm interrupted. That's not the sweet loaf he's looking for. He held up an empty mug. Get me another. I knew him. She was a good kid, he thought. Nice voice, awful songs. They often chatted at the tavern since she performed there just as regularly as he visited. Her experience here left her a little less naive than most, but that wasn't saying much in this town. She had big ambitions fueled by the transients, and he pitied her eventual hard breaks following the footsteps of fools. She'd be better off baking the bread. People always need bread. He looked up and rolled his eyes as the innkeeper came back to his table with not a drink, but a plate of food, then served and sat down across from him. He was a wide man with a kindly demeanor, currently interrupted by flashes of pity and guilt, and also on the town council. Cutting me off already, Gitko. Gitko sighed. Just a suggestion. Look, Nurm, it wasn't my idea, but the severance was. Stop looking for forgiveness, Gitko. Everybody in town loves you, including me. He poked at the beef and potatoes with his fork. Gitko stood, clapped Nurm on the shoulder with a smile. Anything you need. Nurm nodded with his head down and Gitko went back to his busy room. It was especially busy tonight. Half the town had come out to gawk at the trio from Whitham. They had acquired a room and made their way back to the tavern after Nurm had entrenched himself. The townsfolk quickly swooped on them with a mixture of questions, advice, offers, subtle ridicule, awe, and shimmering prejudice. He hoped the youths were finding what they sought, and their paths weren't being paved by everyone else's good and bad intentions. Across the room, Aiden seemed to be eating it up, and Dev asked a lot of questions. Omega spoke cordially, but looked uncomfortable. She started looking in Nurm's direction through these goggles with increasing frequency, until he put his back to them by moving to the other side of the table. Finally, Tomani came back with another pint, then flitted off, presumably to pursue the Bracider. Nurm shook his head and disappeared into his beer and his thoughts for a time. He gradually relaxed, and the comfortable din of the tavern receded to a distant murmur, then near silence. Sensing the oddness of that, he snapped his eyes open. The girl Omega was sitting across the table from him. Not quite yet scared, he looked around. The tavern carried on the same. Nothing seemed different, just quieter. Despite the wrongness, he thanked the gods that at least the music was quieter. 
He turned back to his beer and the girl and her goggles. She moved to take them off. Don't, he said. She paused, then put her hands down. She started, this town is full of dark light. This room, it's so bright that I can barely see. Except you. You're... I can see you like it's daylight. Or whatever is really in here. Firelight flickering. He took a gulp of his beer and waited. The Senex. It means sage. Everyone tells us you're the town's sage. The old wise man. He broke out laughing. <coughs> Girl, maybe four hours ago, but I'm no sage. Just ask the town elders, he said that last part very loudly over his shoulder, then looked around accusingly. No one noticed. And I'm not old, he muttered, turning back. Yes, I tell so-called adventurers what I know about the Hollow, hoping to keep them from disappearing out there on some damn fool quest, but they shut their ears when I try to talk them out of it altogether. So listen close, girl, and I'll tell you the sagest wisdom I've ever given. Take your friends back to Whitham or farther, as far away from here as you can. Build a life, have kids, become a cranky old town elder, Get go! Another round! He huddled back down on his empty mug. No one responded to his call. He turned and saw Gitko about eight feet away, cleaning the bar. No one can hear us, said Omega. Most think I'm still over there, she nodded at the table with Aiden. Or using the outhouse. Crap, muttered Noom. I shouldn't be able to do this here. We're inside the berm. Not that far. He was intrigued and a little nervous. But you know that because you've been farther, haven't you? She paused. We took some... detours? Not advisable, according to my sage wisdom. We know that now. That's why we need you. You're the only one who can help us find the dark... Stop. Don't say that title here. At the well, I told you of local superstition, but it's more than that. It'll get you and the others dead, and not in one of the nice ways. But why? Are they dangerous, evil? We don't even know what they are. We just know you have to help us find them. And if you don't, there's nowhere far enough to run for anyone. He mused on this while trying to pull another sip from his empty mug. The Senex of Alocand and the you-know-what. And your sense of doom? Where did you hear of such things? So you'll help us. If I say yes, girl, you'll let them serve beer again? She pulled half her mouth into an amused smile. Sure, old man. In what looked like an idle gesture, she rubbed her hands together in a circle, then slowly pushed a palm towards the thick of the room. The noise of the bar came rushing back. Noom cringed at a caterwauled duet coming from the other side of the room, and gestured to Gitko, who cheerfully sauntered over. He addressed Omega. I didn't see you over here. Glad to see you're consulting Noom. He knows more about the hollow than the rest of us put together. He leaned in and winked. 
But don't tell anyone I said that. Especially him. Don't want him to get too full of himself. Omega smiled politely. Fat chance of that, said Nuim. Gitgo picked up the empty plate of food. What'll it be? Can I please have another beer now? asked Nuim. Of course, I think you'll need it. Gitgo pointed to the room where a number of townsfolk were filtering towards Nuim's table, presumably to glom over Omega again. Nuim grimaced, stood up, and addressed Omega. Meet me at the smithy in the morning. You'll be safe enough here tonight. She watched him walk over to the bar, accept his mug, and leave some coins. Nuim moseyed around the room, raised his mug, and nodded goodnight to the two young men still at the other table then walked over to watch Tomani sing for a minute. Catching her eye, he left the untouched beer on a nearby stool, pointed to it, and waved goodnight. She smiled and nodded, continuing her song. Noom wandered through the dark streets, sad, angry, buzzed, curious, excited, a new emotion every step. By the time he reached his room behind the smithy, he felt so many things they blurred into nothing as he collapsed onto his bed.